Hello, everybody, and thank you for watching the Professional Insights podcast. Well, uh, we're this watching is, it now. Are we're we? watching, <laughs> listening. Apparently. Soon, well, maybe. Freud would have loved it. Soon. Soon. I would have dressed uh, up. Well, I'm Brandon Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. Josh Bond. And Trevor Lindy. And we have the pleasure today uh, to have uh, uh, a, an author, uh, Dr. Grant Armstrong. And uh, so just specifically, Dr. Armstrong, thank you so much. for We've known each other for many years. Many years, yeah. Um, so give us, a, first of all, give us a piece on w what your PhD is in. And then I'll, I'll lead into the, the, the book that I saw you, uh, you, you've been starting to write. And I saw that on social media. And I thought that caught my interest. And I thought for our listeners, this would be perfect. So go ahead. What's your PhD in? Oh, my doctorate's in education and leadership okay. uh, from University of Toronto. But it's not just about uh, what my, my doctorate's in. It's also a fact that it's probably been my life study. Yeah. So I've worked with people uh, over the last, I uh, hate to say it now, 41 years. And I've known so, you for 20. Yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. You were, you were two at the time. Yeah. yeah, I was two at the time. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wishes. So yeah. A, a little bit, uh, okay, g give us, the, obviously, over 40 years, where have you worked? What big, Some big companies. I mean, yep. so yep. if you want to just kind of. Uh, Beatrice Foods is where I started out. I spent yep. 21 years there. Uh, Niagara Meridian Credit Union. Yeah. Uh, I worked for the government for five years. That was four years too long. But I think, the thing, I think the thing about it is that one of the things that young people miss out on, everybody should work for the government for one year so they can find out where their tax dollars go. Mm -hmm. And they may change their approach in life. Mm -hmm. Worked there, and then I've been at Brock University as the uh, AVP of Human Resources for the last uh, six years. Wow. I don't know if that adds up to 40 or 60 years. Yeah, but it's I'm sure someone in their car is adding it up. Uh, <laughs> really We're not. We've got uh, it about 41. Yeah, so <laughs> your uh, your book uh, is it uh, has it launched? Has your book uh, launched? should be January first? January first. So, be the official launch. Yeah. So at the time of recording, if you're listening, everyone, uh, it hasn't launched yet. But uh, but it's a, this this episode is airing on January fourteenth. Yeah. So, so yes, this will came have... out fourteen days ago. And Excellent. You're you're and I'm sure roaring sales. You're doing yes. well. Roaring sales. <laughs> yes. We're going to whatever. Yeah. Uh, so your book is called <laughs> Leaving the Shoreline, and it's a survival guide for the new manager. Uh, can you just give me a synopsis quickly of what is this book about and why did you write this book? Absolutely. And I'll tell you right now, my sense is from the publisher, my, my book will be in direct competition with Michelle Obama's new book. Oh. So that should be pretty exciting. Yeah, that'd be that great. She's had 800,000 sales already. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can only hope. Yeah. Uh, the basis of my book is really about, has really come about for about four different reasons. And I go back to my own, um, my own uh, experience as a leader and thinking about how I started out and Basically, on a Friday afternoon, I got tapped in the shoulder by my boss. And he says, hey, on Monday when you come in, can you dress up a bit because you're now a manager? And going back and looking at that, and I tell the story often when I go to management or leadership forums, and I say, so how do leaders normally get picked? Well, they're usually the best worker. They've got some administrative ability. They don't... Uh, uh, necessarily piss the boss off and they get along with people mm -hmm. and I tell this jokingly and people go yeah th th that's kind of the way I got the job looking at that and starting to understand that we start to think about well we're not doing a very good job of training people to step into those positions so that's one of the reasons another reason was a friend of mine Barry Wright who's at Brock University and Brandon yeah, you might I know, know Barry I know Dr. Wright who also well. works in, in leadership and when I was going to write the book he said are you going to write it about senior managers and he says, there's all kinds of books about that, but if you look at the inverted pyramid, a lot of managers sit at the bottom of the pyramid. I mean, there's you know tens of thousands 
middle he's, management. Sure. He's, well, even the low, front low, the, low to middle. Right? The front, yeah. yeah, the front line manager. Um, Learning on the fly, kind of. Right? Absolutely, and it's trial by fire. <clears throat> and there's no real training courses. I mean, normally people get thrown in the positions, and there are larger companies have training programs. They have management training programs, but that usually happens after they're in the position. And you think about the damage that can get done. You know, you know, to that person's career and to the careers of other people. Huge. Yeah, so it's massive. So that's the reason for it. The other thing too, uh, Brandon, um, the idea that uh, finding something to get people kickstarted, even those people that are thinking about going to management, you know, how to, you know, because maybe this book will even talk some people out of not going into management, because when we think about how critical a role this is, you know, it, you've hit on so many key topics there. Because I remember, like, you know, uh, we've known, like I said, we've known each other for about twenty years, and. You know, me thinking, you always think you want to go into management when you come out of university. You're like, oh, I want to go management. I want to be the CEO. I want to do all this sort of thing. And because there's such a lack of training on the ground level, you don't know. Like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Whereas I think if I would have had the training and I would have gone, if, they, if companies were to treat everyone as if they're potential managers and put them through a training, you would know right away who, who can and who can't, regardless of whether or not they're nice, they get along with the boss, and they're, and they're, and they're good workers. Well, a lot, so, lot of people like that title and that kind of authority yeah. as well, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a title, yeah. Uh, That's right. Know, <laughs> mystic, right? Now, what... Um, a, lot, a lot of headaches. Though, now, too. we've known each other for about 20 years, but so is this now more relevant than it was 20 years ago or vice versa? Like, what, what do you, what's your... Take on that. Well, I mean, we've been. I mean, leadership development is not new, but I think what ends up happening is again, as I go back and I've done the searches of uh, frontline leadership books, there's not many out there. There more, if there are some, they're more on an academic level. This is a very much of a book around, um, very straightforward. It's kind of a book. When I wrote this, it was going to be 145 pages. You know, you get on an airplane, you read the book on your way out, you toss it in the garbage. I got everything. I'm ready to go. I think the relevance today. Look around at the leadership. Now, I'm younger than all of you in this room, but I can think back when I was growing up and I can think of some of the heroes and some of the people you look up to. When you look out today, how many political leaders, sports leaders, famous people do you look at, people in Hollywood, that you would say, you know, I want my son or daughter to follow that. I want them to be that kind of person. So I think it's more important today. That's point one. Point two is I also think, and I've done some surveying work with younger people, they're not going to put up with the type of leadership that we've seen over the last number of years. Yeah, the authoritative kind of... Authoritative. They're much more mobile. They're much more educated. And they're saying, I'm not going to put up with that. Yeah. Uh, we've also seen a lot of uh, information on harassment and things. So people aren't going to put up with the stuff they put up with in the past. Not, leadership, not I think, even is close, it, yeah. not even close. I think leadership is in massive transition. We're seeing it now. And I think we're going to continue to see this. Part of the, the way this book is written to, is to address that. So uh, what are some... I guess, so this is a two-part question. So what are some key critical things that someone who may want to go into management or new managers already that should know? I'll start with that. Yeah, I, th I think one of the first things is this shift from individual contributor to manager of people. This is where I think a lot of people really get caught up. In other words, people say, well, I want a job. I want to make more money. The way I'm going to make more money is to become a leader. So they get in these positions, but they've really been a tremendous individual contributor, best worker. And they get in these positions, but they can't let go of the best worker analogy. The whole idea is you've now got 5, 10, 15, 20, God knows how many people reporting to you. You've got all these resources, but if you can't let go of that best worker and let other people do that work, how are you going to manage the people? How are you right. going to lead those people? 
and you end up getting in their way and then people start saying, you know, how am I going to do my job if my boss is always getting in there? So if you become a leader, you got to be able to stop micromanaging kind of? Yeah, it's almost a sense. And I think it's the reason I became a good manager was because I was lazy, you know. And uh, <laughs> 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 But part of it is, is that you've got to, you've got to let go of that, that so micromanagement delegate, piece. Yeah. And micromanagement is actually a different thing. It's a great comment, but it's that piece of keeping to go down and starting to try to do the work yourself. In other mm -hmm. words, considering yourself to be the best worker. That's a key piece, Brandon. The second part, I think, is the honest conversation. And that is, I think, one of the most difficult things for managers to have. And the honest conversation is if you're having a problem employee, for example, and you know, you're having these conversations but you're not getting through, and I use the fork and the nose analogy. So imagine I'm reaching out with a fork and I'm sticking it up your nose, the tines, and I'm saying, now have I got your attention? Because <laughs> we need to have a conversation. And a lot of managers are afraid to have that conversation. The problem with that is if you don't have the conversation, you end up doing yourself a great amount of discredit, but also that employee, to have that honest conversation about performance. So those are two critical things that people have to consider. And I think the third thing, and this is through some of the research I've done, and the book is not a research book. I've stayed away from that kind no, of- No, it's more of a, 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 a like commentary a, kind of like yeah. check. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's really that kind of a book. But some of the research that I did include in it is when I, I've done research on this with HR professionals, and the number one thing we've found out is about relationship building. And this is not about being soft or being a pushover or not doing your job. Going back to the honest conversation again, but it's about building relationships. And we know with millennials and beyond that now that people want to have a relationship. They want to have those conversations you know, with their boss and, and even more so with the head of the organization. So those are three, I think, critical pieces. Well, I remember you were, you were I believe, head of HR at Meridian Credit Union at that time when that I was there? No, or actually you were, organizational development. Organizational yeah, development. Yeah. And, I, and I remember uh, Meridian, well, then Niagara Credit Union, when I was there, had a management once removed policy, yeah, yeah. an MOR. Uh, so basically, I actually had a, a, a check-in within six months and under six months and every six months with uh, at that time because I was in marketing there was no VP of marketing so I actually went to the VP of something I forget yeah, what yeah. The, the gentleman's name was yeah. and I was crapping my pants walking in having my management once removed and they just wanted to have a cup of coffee and just say hey uh, how's it going and you know like different things and I was like wow so that really made me feel valuable to the organization because that policy was in place and you know and and they still have that policy now they still have they that still, policy and that's now. part of their interview process yeah, yeah so manager they, once removed yeah. so you know initially i'm like an mir you know or an mri and it, no 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 they're like it's an mor brandon it's yeah. it's it's a management once removed yeah so have a cup of coffee yeah just a cup of coffee don't worry it's just a cup of coffee now if i'm actually if i'm listening to this podcast now and i'm thinking of going into management as opposed to I asked the question already, management. thinking of going into management, what are some key things that may want me to go or may deter me? Like, and what should I do to better prepare myself? Well, of course, one of the key things right off the bat is buy my book because that's going to help you. I'm Leaving the shoreline. <laughs> now January 1st. Leaving the shoreline. Now January 1st. But I think that, uh, again, one of the things that uh, has been key, and it's not just about deciding whether to go into management, but being in manage management is, is finding good mentors. And we hear this time and time again, but it's finding people that are in those positions and can actually have the conversations, the honest conversation with you, what it's like to be a manager. 
some people get the initial reaction of, well, being a manager is really easy. I'm going to make a bunch of money and I just tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. You're done. Yeah. You're doomed that way. <laughs> and having those conversations with managers that are already there, successful ones, uh, is going to be critical. Another thing is really sitting back, and I know uh, more and more people are thinking about doing this, is about standing back and reassessing or assessing, excuse me, your own leadership style. Like, who am I? Like, what is it I want to build? How do I lead people? And is that going to work for me in the future? And that's a critical piece. And because you're looking at, am I going to lead in the style that this organization values? Am I going to need to change that? And what areas am I weak in? Am I going to need to develop it? So I think right off the bat, there's a couple of things you can do. Finding a strong mentor or mentors that you can talk to or in that position, but also assessing your own leadership style as the way you want to lead people and lead in an organization. Wow. And my book talks about that a bit and can walk you through some of the steps on that. Yeah, no, and, and I guess uh, organizations, whether you're small or big, what would be, what, what's a key gap that you're finding in most organizations, uh, either small business or large business? Like the one, one key takeaway, if they're listening right now, that could, they could probably improve on in the HR organizational development uh, area? Well, from an HR perspective, again, it's the training development of new frontline managers. Again, there's lots of money out there in organizations very often that is spent on senior people. They send them off to coaches. They send yep. them off to get executive MBAs, da 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 But they've got all these frontline people. And these are the key people. They're like the key people in any organization, like your salespeople, like your nurses, like your teachers, the frontline people who are out in the muck every day, often meeting, absolutely, the meeting coach. your customers, right? Yep. I was thinking sports, so coach on the bench, right? Absolutely. So it's these are critical, critical people, these frontline people. And I think largely we've ignored them. And I think HR departments and organizations as a whole need to start to look at things like, courses that they can develop themselves so you want to be a manager and then once you're a manager a process of taking them through to get them ready to actually lead people well it's, it's so frustrating i remember being in, a, in in large organizations and wanting to go into the next level and then in the interview process because let's say someone has left and you, you can actually apply for that next band level up for that, that that's some internal jargon um, next band level up and you know one of the questions is so what's your management experience uh, where have you managed and you're sitting there going well none I'm a band level five and I'm going to a band level four and nowhere in band level five do I have an opportunity yeah. to manage people? Have I been trained to manage people? And in, in, in those situations, um, you're getting very inexperienced people in those levels and they're now in charge of your front line. So there's a lot of resentment, yeah. um, you know, and you get, a lot, you get a lot of attrition as well. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a really good book. I'm glad. I'm glad you came in. Thank you so much for taking time. Well, thank you for. Inviting you will be in. getting your Brand Boulevard uh, 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 thank you pack from. They've, they're sponsoring us. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they yeah. sponsored us. And it, that's a car. Is that what I? Understand? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dinky car. Well, we'll go with the to- yeah. Because I yeah. took the bus right. up here today. Yeah. 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 Uh, so just to uh, again to 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 surmise. Um, Dr. Grant Armstrong's book is Leaving the Shoreline, a survival guide for the new manager coming out first week of January 2019. Where do we get it? Where can you get it? Uh, it'll be on all, all be online. There's it'll be both in hard print and and uh, you know, you can get it uh, online. Yep. Kindle and that. 
but it'll be at all the major book outlets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Cole's pick, yeah. pick up a copy. And, and if you copy. like, if you sell more than Michelle Obama, we get like a, a percentage trailer cut, right? Absolutely. I was just going to say, can he sponsor the show? <laughs> yeah, you can sponsor hit a million songs. Yeah, yeah. I'll sponsor the, the show. Many yeah. shows. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Thanks very much for time. coming, and we'd love to have you back. If we have more questions on these topics, that'd be great if we Absolutely. could. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, Trevor, how do we, has everyone listened Sharing care. Do you want to say Apple it? TV? Yeah. Of course, Spotify. Apple TV, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. If you're coming to us from iTunes, leave us a review. Thanks, guys. Keep the questions coming. Help us help you be informed. Thank you. Ciao. Out. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.